0: The direction I was going. To go. <laughs> dragged out intro for a dragged out game. How about
1: that? How like, about that? <laughs> we're How gonna drag
0: that? this podcast out. I
1: so today we're talking about Persona Five. So about
0: Persona Five Royal. Uh, I might accidentally slip into Yakuza like a dragon because I just beat that today.
1: <laughs> and I finally caught up with Chris and beating Persona Five Royal,
0: which I haven't played. I beat that in the summer. Before Ghost yeah. of Tsushima, so I beat that a decent amount of time ago. That I'm going to have a little bit of struggling to remember things, but yeah, um, we're here to talk about exclusively Persona Five Royal, even though we talked about it quite a bit in podcasts throughout the year. We've kind of touched on it.
1: Um, I, now that I've through the through the end, essentially um, of the core game, the I think I think this you can sort of all the themes and other things are tied together that. Maybe make it a little bit more more sense. So yeah. for the uninitiated, Persona 5 is a combination of a sort of a, a high school simulator and a dungeon crawler. I
0: was actually talking with my brother about this today. It's literally you take a role-playing game, but you apply dating sim elements to it. Right. Like, and it's funny how I don't think people realize
1: just how much of a dating right. sim
0: yeah cause and it's not just like oh choose a girl it's like do you study or do you go out to do this right. do you work that day like these are right all- exactly. it's,
1: it's literally it's, it is a life simulator where you get up you go to school you decide after school do I hang out with my friends do I go work which friend do I hang out with um, you know, do, do I, study? I do, I, read a do book? I study? Do I do I do take I prepare? A big burger challenge? Yeah, do I prepare for the next dungeon, or do I exercise? Do I go watch a movie, uh, and all of these things? But then, all of this is interspersed with um, this sort of metaphysical, supernatural dungeons. In this one called palaces, where you battle the manifestations of people's negative distorted cognitions and there's actually a lot of really cool psychology stuff in this game which goes over my head
0: because I'm paying attention to other stuff going on in this game some of which I've already written about on the blog on the website Um, but it's like there's so much going on that I never like, this is, this, this is something that might one day require a video. Should I ever, you know, make videos again in my life before, like, you know. Uh, but, because th- this is one of those games, that, and especially with 100 hours going into it, it's like there's definitely going to be a lot happening in the story. And they definitely get that psychology and psychological term stuff going for inspiration. Um, and from what I've watched of a friend playing Persona 4 Golden... It's interesting how they kind of take they're they're inherently different. Like I, I well not inherently different. They're similar but different in um, how so, they, 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 they go about some of these ideas and I wish I knew how, how to like convey that
1: right now. Huh. So so I think the So in Persona 4 Golden, it's now seen down there here's where I'm gonna get lost trying to remember everything about this game. Uh, Cause you know, <laughs> I spent 75 hours on that one and finished over the course of two years and finished it a year ago. Yeah. Uh, but so, the Persona 4 Golden had more to do with sort of self-image and self-actualization. It was sort of the theme where the dungeon the dungeons revolved around people overcoming their perceptions of themselves that and it actually really really well fit in Persona 4 the the core dungeons you are how you sort of get your characters but each dungeon is a characters dungeon and yeah. each one sort of represents some aspect. so the you know the girl who is the idol Uh, You know, like the Japanese idol thing, if you're not familiar with that, uh, is a... It's a strip club. Uh, It's this, like, seedy strip club because it's, like, she's struggling with the the, sort of the duality of the innocent yet provocative nature of what she does and essentially...
0: Selling herself. Selling
1: herself, right. And so she... Like, for lack of a better word, she feels like a slut. And so she... That's what she sort of imagines. So she needs to overcome these feelings that she has about herself. And then that's how her persona, her true persona, is awakened when she learns to accept all these different things about herself, essentially.
0: Which is interesting because in a lot of ways, Persona 5 takes a different stance. Partially because... The palace, the dungeon you go through isn't of the character. It's of technically the antagonist to that character. Right. And what the persona represents is finally unleashing that true self that they've bottled up. So it's similar ideas in that the persona is the true self, the true inner self, and yet at the same time in Persona 4, it's like confronting the parts of yourself that you want to ignore. Versus in Persona Five, it's unleashing the parts of yourself you don't like you suppress for everyone else.
1: Um, That's that's an interesting comparison. To me, it I feel like with the the concept, and again, I I still haven't gone back into play Persona Three or Two. Uh, which I've always kind of planned to actually do that on my Vita now that it doesn't work for remote play, which is another story for another day. The, Why are you speaking so quietly? I'm sorry. I'm whispering. <laughs> Chris has to edit this later. So so where was I? So, right, where I feel like in Persona 4, you took the char- the individual characters on a journey to get to where their persona is awakened. Where in Persona 5, it feels a lot easier. It's just like, oh, I'm so mad, I'm actually gonna do something because I'm mad. And then like, rip, now
0: I'm... It's sort of like everyone that reaches an emotional breaking point. Where, right. you know, because especially when you take into consideration these are all in some form a teenager that's been told by society and adults, because that's another thing too. Mm-hmm. Like, Whereas Persona 4, based on what you you, you told me about it, is focused very much on family mm-hmm. um, and what that means, and like all of its definitions. Persona 5 is very much sort of a youthful rebellion towards authority. And what you have are a bunch of teenage characters that have somehow been so ground down by that adult authority that the unleashing of the Persona is them hitting their limit where they stop putting on the facade for the sake of adults and allow themselves hmm. to be themselves, kind of a thing. Because um, that's, uh, that's what you really kind of come down to when it comes to connecting all of these characters.
1: Each one of them was... There's tra- it's, it's what you'd call trauma. There's some
0: Trauma in some ways,
1: yes. Some of, of them are
0: definitely traumatized, but others... It's more just, you know, like when you finally lose, you finally lose it. Like it's, 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 you know, y- you've been stepped on so long, and finally, you, you, you yell at everyone. I'm trying to think of a movie that did this really well, and the only thing that comes to mind is Jesus flipping the tables at the stinking temple because of the money changers and stuff like that. And so I went into the opposite direction
1: in. Um, What's that what's that Stoner movie? Um,
0: which one?
1: Um, the one the scene I'm thinking of is where he like works at he works at like the burger place and he's like finally fed up and he's about to he's like, you know, F you, F you Clerks F you, not clerks, Netflix. no. It's oh,
0: man. Waiting, that was a movie that
1: what No, was it's, it one of those Seth Rogen... wasn't a Seth Rogen one. It was like before that. It was a little bit before that. I, I, it's really going to kill me that I don't... It'll come to me later. Anyway, so there's this scene and, and he's finally had enough and he's like, he's quitting his job as like a, you know, nobody at a burger joint. And he's like, just flips out like, F you, F you, F you, you're cool. F you, I'm out. But that's sort of what the gist of it. Is. But it's also, it's
0: the person that, like, nobody expects it out of kind of a thing, too. It's like, because c- they, they, they've they done so well at, you know, they're, they're just always this nice person. They're always so polite and this, that, and the other thing. And then they just, you know, flip out. Yeah. That's Persona 5 to me in a lot of ways. Um, and again, it's intentional because it's tackling different ideas and it... It makes me really curious about the franchise as a whole because it's always about teenagers. Um, part of yeah. that's because just where an, uh, Japanese entertainment is, a lot of times going to be about teenagers. But, like, I, I want to start with the first Persona on the PlayStation Classic, which is evidently very different. I do want to play Persona 3 at one point. Persona 4 I have on Steam now. I think I got it. I know it's on the wish list. Um, but... With Persona 5 Royal, I was very interested in knowing whether this was... Sort of unique that it's this specific sort of anti-authority... I don't even necessarily want to say anti-authority, but it is this sort of distrust. And considering, again, that I played Yakuza Like a Dragon... Uh, everything I observed in Shin Godzilla and stuff... I'm starting to wonder if there's just this big distrust going on in Japanese pop culture
1: overall. Um... It's interesting. Well, because I, you, I think, as a you know, an American, you look at at Japan and Japanese culture, and you feel that everything is very much more communitarian, and there's this strong sense of, of like of duty and all these other things, and it it, it was feels very like it was very much better. Better. But I feel like in some ways, Persona. Five is is tearing that down. That is sort of like this is all a facade. That you know where these you know that there's like the so for example if the first uh, boss the main boss is Kaneshiro, the gym teacher who's yeah um, you know basically abusing his athletes and is attempting to hook up with his students yes and so. But he's being protected from any kind of consequences or even any kind of exposure by the administration and the staff of the school. It sounds—it's a really familiar-sounding uh, yeah. thing because he's a you know former gold medalist volleyball player. Yeah, it's and part of
0: his status. What his status does for the reputation of the school, and because even high schools are not public. Like that's one of the things that I th- that I think is easy to forget. Like. You might commute to your high school, like you might take the subway train, like people do going to work, because you, you test into a high school, much like you would try and test into a college. So whereas in America, all these, like, you're probably going to a public high school, so you're it's based on where you live. In Japan, it's based on where you can test into, so there's all this, like, so yeah, there's all this reputation-based stuff. Um... A lot like our colleges do have in a lot of ways, um, but you have that element going into why this guy is protected, you know, and why even some of the adults would, you know, like parents, not just staff, but like parents and stuff would turn a blind eye because you have to not only fight the teacher themselves, but you have to fight the system, um, and because appearances are very big thing there it becomes this it, yeah it becomes this really weird thing where like people don't want to rock the boat like this, this this is one of those games that's a really good window into japanese society or at least a starting off point
1: yeah well I, I guess what, what i was thinking is it it really seems to be like, like i guess it's sort of the the negative it focuses on the negative aspects of that, and I guess from the perspective of teenagers who are coming up, and they want to fix the system, or maybe they just want to smash the system and build a new system. But and and so you you get a lot of the negative aspects of it, where it becomes adult society. But right? I mean, the whole thing is well, it you know starts the out that the simple. chains of rebellion that you know yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the yeah. And oh, um, uh, I can't remember the, you know, this bond shall become yeah, the yeah. change. Thou art I, I art thou, you know. Yeah, which, um, yeah.
0: But that that's actually one of the things, like, it actually does then delve into, it's like, okay, you want to break down the system, but what happens then? And it, it kind of attacks that naivety, that, you know, lack of experience and lack of knowledge and lack of, I don't, I don't know if I want to say foresight or like, it takes the blinders off and makes you realize just how big these things are. Um, so our protagonists want to change things for the better, but what does that mean? What does that take? And also how fickle, and this is one of the areas where I think it's also an incredibly relevant game, how fickle are the masses? Because you see social mm-hmm. media in this game and how at first it's this good thing and then how immediately people turn on you. Yeah,
1: that um, was, that was an interesting take, the way the game uses the, the, the social media aspect of it. I also thought it was interesting looking back how how the the selection of the types of adults right uh, you have uh, not to be too too spoilerific here because we're in the non spoiler version but you have a teacher you have a sort of an organized crime figure you have you a have, mentor right you have oh sorry there's a mentor um, who's you know a an organized crime uh, figure a a parent. Uh, yeah, parent was sort of. It's that one's a little complicated, um, but
0: are we talking about two different characters? I'm thinking of the dungeon
1: after the pyramids. Okay, not the not the pyramids, um, but that one. But he's a he's like a corporate president, though.
0: But he's also someone. He's parent. also a
1: parent. He's both. Right. Yeah. But he's sort one of. Before, yeah. in terms of his societal position, I feel like the the that's more focused on his position as. This corporate figure. Yeah. So, just so wait. So, the school, um, you know, obviously organized crime is is part of society, but not really a well accepted one. Yeah. Um, Well, you you know, the industry, and then you have the justice system. Uh, One of the one of the later ones is is essentially it's about the justice system. I mean, it's literally, it's literally the dungeon is a critique of the the justice system in Japan. Yes. And then finally a politician.
0: Which, you know, and, and, and this is the funny thing. Again, like we're talking about criticism of the justice system, which S- Phoenix Wright has done its whole franchise. And then Judgment, part of the Yakuza series, did recently. Like, it feels like there's some kind of, leg- I, I don't know. Like this, this is just one of many examples of like this pulp, pulp, pop cultural element that it's like, are these creators saying something with their video games maybe?
1: Um, no, no, they're not saying anything at all. Um, well, so then this is where so this is where kind of the comparison between five and four. I feel like five was stronger at at sort of providing. There was a there was a big picture behind it that I thought was a lot clearer than the big pic sort of the big picture idea in four, where I felt the individual well, push. The big picture again. In five,
0: five Five
1: is is, has a from a sort of taking a step back and looking at the the philosophy and the design of the whole game and story. Five has a much clearer overarching um, structure to the what they're trying to say, what the point is essentially. Where I feel like four has stronger individual encounters and relationships. And I can very much see that
0: because, honestly, playing through five, it did feel a bit... Like, like we, we discussed it a bit. It's like the characters are good, but they're also not very complex. Like, I never feel like a character... I feel like most of these characters are just good executions of very familiar and reliable... Anime tropes—they're uh, to the point where some of them feel contradictory. Um, because we've discussed Anne already on the podcast yeah. and how she feels like her 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 character is one thing, but her portrayal is this thing, and we're not exactly sure. Especially because the persona is supposed to be like your true self, what exactly is she supposed to be like? Her cons- yeah. the character never feels consistent. Because it's serving like multiple purposes that feel more about the situation than it does about her as a person. Um, Ryuji is your is basically the bro. He's the protagonist bro. Like, he's right. the protagonist. Like he, he, he's, right. he's he's like the best guy. The guy I love you know. It's just yes. love between two guys. You know bromance. He's the bromance. He's the romantic uh, interest.
1: See, I was getting more um, I, I, I catchy. I was feeling more bromantic from but that's that's, that's different. A different that's <laughs> not
0: bromance
1: that's like that's Fujoshi bait. that's what that is so um yeah, a, the, the so okay, Ryoji's a good a good um guy are you well yeah the thing like but what is
0: his character it's basically he's stupid or he's perverted and right those are the two those are the two things like it, it became clear when you had the the, the uh the I'm, my vocabulary is so bad right now the token beach episode i'll call it right everyone goes to hawaii and all ryuji does is try and get a hot chick in the bikini that's all he does that's his character and that's where like just about every character because like this should be a character development portion but it's more a fan service portion none of the characters really feel like they're developing here what am I doing with all this time in this game? It feels like padding because nobody right. actually develops
1: That's and that's I think that's what felt the the strongest issue with the individual characters. So just an example so the Ryuji equivalent in persona 4, um, Yosuke, uh, oops, uh, I guess they ran out of names. Uh, oh, they
0: used Yosuke twice
1: Yeah, they yeah because well Yosuke is the artist and thing, but he's like the the bro character. Uh, who's your first companion? Oh, he is.
0: He's, he is. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because again, uh, you're
1: watching that. Post
0: Mesmeric, check out his Twitch channel. He's been streaming Persona 4 Golden uh, usually on Wednesdays, but things are getting a little hectic now with holidays and all that. So,
1: Yeah, where, so he's sort of, so his whole thing is in Josuke is that he, he comes into town. And his parents open up the sort of Japanese Walmart equivalent. Yeah. And it's putting out oh, all the, the little jingle? stores. What was the
0: jingle? Because the little girl who sings the jingle every time. Oh, I can't remember the name I of the I know. Me.
1: There's a, the jingle.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, but anyway. Joan. Jo-
0: jo- Jonas? No. no. Jun- Junus. Junus. It's Junus. They open up Junus. There you go. Okay. Go. Yeah, Jun- <laughs> yeah.
1: So the. But. So you get this, where you have these episodes where he's just, you know, perving on the female characters. It's it's sort of like an escapism from this weight that he bears as sort of being an, an outcast for for ruining the small. Everyone sort of sees him as the guy who ruins the small town, and it feels like a because bunch
0: his Walmart is ruining the businesses elsewhere.
1: All the all the businesses in the main street are closing down mm. because. Um, because of this, of Junis. Um, but, and so his, his development, an arc, like, it feels, it feels more earned, I guess. It feels, it feels like it's deeper than just, you know, I got injured and I, you know, whatever. I threw a punch at a teacher. I threw a punch, yeah. It was like, it, it, it feels more earnest, maybe is the word, where it's, there's... There's a more relatable, maybe that there's there's a depth to the character, and as you work through this whole idea, you're you know you're sort of seeing his struggle as he's trying to you know do the honorable thing for his family. He's trying to be a good employee for his for his father who runs the store and other things, um, and he's dealing with the fact that you know, he's a teenager and he's like managing other people who are mad that he's the reason that their store got closed down and there's just a lot more yeah there's
0: a lot more (laughs) going on versus you know and like ryuji's basically i'm trying to make sure the track team don't get screwed over without me and then that is the thing like he's got this whole like he busted his knee but he likes running so he's trying to, to 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 run more but it doesn't you're right. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of depth there. And it's also... Because i was also thinking about, like, Anne's side story, right? The yeah. optional side quest stuff, where it's like, what is her struggle? Firstly, she can't make up her mind what she wants to do. And that's because you find out she's never had to try before. She right. doesn't really have a workout regimen. She doesn't watch what she's eating. And so now this older model that's jealous of her decides to undercut her at every turn. And she's got to learn how to be... To actually Better work hard? The,
1: yeah, like, she has like, to... Like, the ending is, like, on works out and does better at modeling.
0: She becomes more aware that you should try. You should put effort into it. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's this weird. But, and that's where I think some of the later characters in this game do become more interesting. But, like, the Yosuke of Persona 5 never really, like, I, I just, he always felt like he was more comic relief. I could never believe him as a character. Like, there are some things that are kind of funny. Like, when he asks Joker to, to, to pose as Jesus and <laughs> show, like, struggle or something like that. It's like, it's, but that's the thing. It's like, it's comic relief because he's so goofy. Like, not even goofy.
1: It's just eccentric. But right. I don't know is if it's eccentric. It's, not, is, is it's, is not, the word, it's not that the characters are, are bad. It's just, and I think, I think for part of it was for me, I, I felt like. You know getting all of the the companions to level 10 in persona 4 felt really rewarding like their their stories and this sort of the way that they end up working out
0: you wanted to see where that character's narrative went, whereas persona 5 it's more like I want the bonuses for maxing your confident level
1: yeah it didn't it didn't yeah it just didn't have that same oomph to it um, and I'm trying to because there are some that I think
0: were better. I think Futaba might have been one of those. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, that, yeah, Makoto's doesn't even involve her. It's a friend. It's of her. all about. It's all
1: about her. Yeah. And where I get the I think part of the idea is that it's you know it's Makoto sort of sticking her neck out, which isn't something that she does, and she puts herself into physical danger essentially to help her friend out.
0: But it's actually a perfect example,
1: and I'm this is technically spoilers,
0: I guess, but again, like this this just goes to show how much it really meant to us in terms of because it's, it's like it's also because you gotta pretend to be her boyfriend. So it's also the fan y aspect. It's like, oh, 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 getting close with I mean, she is best girl anyway. So
1: you know I ended up dating on, I'm sorry. Some of the some of the on bits are really good.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> phrasing. I'm sorry. Phrasing there.
1: Really? Really? You know what happened is I accidentally picked the the dialogue option to like date her, and then and then I just I I'm you like, didn't realize like oh, the goodness. way was, I, I I don't know I was I. I felt like the, and then I just, and you know uh. now now I'm dating on, uh, and then I just ignored all the other. I guess there is you can possibly, romance multiple people, and then
0: you probably can.
1: And but then like you need to you need to choose. I think
0: I think that results though in like the ending where they all just go off and have their own fun, and are because they find out you're cheating or something. I don't know.
1: Probably. So. And anyway the. All that, all that aside, it, right? There's, th- there are definitely some quality moments, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of deep character development that happens in most of the things. Um, yes. Right, I, like you said. Um, actually, you know who's got the best?
0: How uh, do was her name? Mm-hmm. She's actually got the best because it involves actually having to up and run a company. Right. With the company fighting against you, yeah, no, I thought her, I thought her, hers art- is actually really good, and I was so upset that it came so late in the game, partially because I, I, mean, I was already going to date Makoto at that time, so I had my mind made up. But like, <laughs> hers actually is like, hers is hands down actually the best side quest because it's like this is interesting stuff. It's No, not that just was that service. was in this
1: whole even just the whole. Dynamic where she's engaged and she doesn't want to be in the way that that because it was an arranged, works, The arranged. guy's actually a jerk, yeah, yeah, and, and how that and how she's trying to balance the ne- the needs of her company and their employees. And yeah, I thought that was so, I, like, again, a lot of these interactions are good. Um, I felt like, and it, I guess what it is too, is it feels like the main ones are the ones that are sort of lacking the Ryuji, the uh, first one, um, yeah. Um, even Makoto well, To thing, though, some degree
0: Even Futaba The issue with Futaba Is she's Very much written To appeal To the whole Little sister trope
1: Or Like a little sister trope. I guess I didn't I kind of get it I, I didn't feel That it, it was too strong But I, you're you, you recognize Some of these tropes In the writing More than I oh, do Oh I to recognized
0: be. it Real quick with Futaba Man I recognized it Real quick I knew exactly What they were doing But
1: so I sort of liked her whole her whole manner of like, oh, like, man, how do you guys go out there every day? You must have, like, be seriously OP, like, high level to deal with these NPCs all day. Somehow,
0: kind of- like, in most instances, characters like her drive me up the wall because they're clearly self-insert. They're clearly, like, just speaking some of the worst jargon. It, it drives me up the wall, but for her they actually did it well where it's like I can believe in this character being a former ikikomori. Like I can believe in her like mm-hmm. this is how she sees the world kind of a thing. So she's probably one of the better characters as well where like her her stuff within the game's main narrative are still some of the best.
1: Yeah, that was and but 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 here's the thing. That that narrative section is a lot closer to Persona Four style of doing things, um, in the way that she sort of undertakes her own this self-realization. Is this is true, and, and so where where they where they drew from that a little bit, I think that improved the 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 character development essentially. It created a stronger character arc um, by yeah. giving the character something more to overcome. Uh, and a reason to be more attached to that character.
0: We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into spoilers, but why don't we actually switch gears a little bit and discuss gameplay, which we have not really talked much of right now.
1: Yeah, we, we haven't talked much about gameplay.
0: Um, which I think we've talked a lot about already, and I'm not sure... And part of it is because I'm trying to remember specifics. I mean, I did pull, like, 100 hours into this
1: game. So, okay, so, 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 it's, so I mean, the way the gameplay, the outside of the... We've basically been talking about a lot of the... Relationship stuff where you're juggling thematic elements, relationships, relationships yeah. and you're you've got a time schedule. You can only you have daytime confidants and nighttime confidants, and you can only see one. And you're going to need certain levels of certain attributes. So you need to yeah. juggle gaining attribute points, seeing your confidants in the day and the night, and then also doing other things that'll help help you out. Um, yeah, working certain
0: jobs which will also open up. Uh, certain stats, and also help with certain side quests later on. Right, so there's, there's um, all that.
1: So then there's the, then on the other end, there's the the dungeon crawl. Yes. Um, or, or that, it's not, it's less, it's less a dungeon, Persona 4 was a dungeon crawl. This is more, this is, I think, a true RPG. I mean, other that well, sh- like Persona 4 is not an RPG, it's but a, that the...
0: It's, it's not dungeon crawl, it is specifically designed dungeons. It's, it's a heist. Because they right. definitely put stealth into the game's mechanics in a way that just watching Persona 4 Golden um, again, watching my friend play it it's like, this is more what you expect of a JRPG where it's just, you go in, it's hallways, you whack at enemies you go into fights, versus Persona 5 Royals dungeons are, you know, hide behind boxes, solve puzzles you know, evade enemies if you wish, or sneak up and get a head start on fighting them, like it's Probably one of the best aspects of the game, but at the same time, it's funny in that it's also probably one of the least aspects of the game. Because, like, the first we've discussed it, where the no, no, what I mean by least is let least time spent,
1: right? That's what I was thinking too. When because every time in the game, I would get to a dungeon, I would like want to binge it because the dungeons are so cool, and then I finish the dungeon, and I'm like, oh. Well, it's not even just that. (laughs) It's It's, done. (laughs) It's... After a few dungeons,
0: on normal difficulty, you're probably strong enough to just go through in one go. Like, the idea of the dungeon is supposed to be that you... are... You you know, you go in, you fight for a while, and then you leave to recharge.
1: Especially later in the... Well, part of what that does it, too, is later in the game you get a bigger party total... And so you so can swap, you can swap out. Yeah. So right, so you get halfway through the dungeon and you're fairly well depleted on your spirit spirit points? SP, whatever. Yeah. Your magic points. And then you can just swap out your characters that you weren't using and then use them for the remainder of the dungeon.
0: Or maybe you do, because most of the time I didn't even need to do that.
1: I, I maybe I, I found myself needing to do that mostly. But, but.
0: Um that's the thing. Like I I'd go through uh I might have spent more time in Mementos than you
1: actually. You did. Okay, you know if that. Almost was. certainly. Once <laughs> once I once I I feel like all I would do in Mementos, I would like stockpile um, Mementos quests and then just burn through them. So like I would I would when I would go into Mementos, I would take out like five uh, do five changes of hearts in Mementos or something like that in each run. And I probably wouldn't go back to Mementos until I had five or six to do. And, yeah. and just keep it. That's how I would to do To
0: explain it. a bit, Mementos is sort of a procedural dungeon. And it locked how far down you could go based on how far in the story you were. And it turns out to be actually pretty central to the story, whereas it first feels like it's an optional thing. Yes. It doesn't feel like it's actually important to the main if, story. If but you definitely.
1: are listening to this now and you are planning on playing this game, make sure you at least visit Mementos and get to the bottom, excuse me, once every palace. Yes. That You, you want to do that. Um, Because there's like 70 levels to mementos, or 66. It
0: takes a while to go down.
1: There's like 66 levels. If, If you do not, this is a very small spoiler, at some point you will need to complete all 66 levels of mementos. One way or another. Yes.
0: Now, as you go through, you will unlock areas you can speed travel to from the top.
1: Right, Which So is
0: why you want to complete. Right, all so why the you want to complete them so that so that when you need to go down to the bottom, you can just go down to the bottom. You don't. Have and to, you don't
1: have to. I, I've heard that some people basically didn't touch mementos, and then they get to that port in the game, and, and now they had just to grind. just grind sixty six levels of mementos. A memento, yeah. Mementos. Memento. yeah. The fresh maker. The fresh maker. Yeah, the death maker. The death taker. Uh. But that. anyway, yeah. So. Where were but we? anyways, anyways
0: uh, so, I wanted to cut that because like it is this more generic, and that's the thing. That's the part that's a real grind. Is if you go in there for certain quests or for certain tasks, like that's the part that's not as fun because all you're just going is through like this maze.
1: So it changes every time you change levels. Like it's so the idea of the idea of mementos is so in Persona Four, you could revisit any past dungeon at any point to if you needed to farm specific personas or other things for fusions and all this other stuff in the persona system. um, Mementos
0: technically allows you to do
1: that. Right, so Mementos lets you do that in the first one where the the enemies you fight in each section roughly line up to the enemies you faced in the dungeon palace, which unlocked that section. So if you want to go back, if you need X persona... For some reason, or you just want to have it, you want to level one up, you can go and, and do that.
0: And you don't want to spend any money on it with Eeyore.
1: Right, with, yeah.
0: Because, yeah, again, if you're not familiar with Persona, it's evil Pokemon. There are all kinds of demon evil things. Evil to catch. Evil Pokemon yokai, to catch. yeah, other monsters. Yoki. And you, you join them, you bring them onto your team, but then you... Um,
1: So okay, so yeah, so so I think yeah, the combat system revolves around persona. Each persona can is there's different types based on the tarot cards essentially, Um, which the types, unlike Pokemon, don't actually have anything to do with uh, elemental affinity for the most part, and. Even though there are some, there are some that roughly correspond, but it's not... Yeah, there's there's technically
0: elemental affinities based on their weaknesses, their strengths. But it's not like Charmander is clearly a fire Pokemon because his tail is on fire. Right,
1: right, right. So anyway, so then the... So for each of your side characters have one persona that does kind of lock them to an element. So Ryuji is, you know, Lightning. Uh, Yes. uh, Zio. Zio? Zio? Zio. Zio. And on uh, An is, is fire, Magi, or no Magi. Uh, Magi wind. Um, I forget what... Anyway, Agi, 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 Agi yeah. They're, they're similar. But so anyway, so each... And then you, the main character, Joker, his sort of special ability is that he can adapt any number of personas, where you carry like 10 at a time, I forget 12 is the max or something it, like that.
0: It changes as you level up and it, you, yeah. you, you get...
1: You go and further in the game, and yeah. so how how you how you strategize for the most part is you can capture a persona and then you can either use those or you can fuse them into more powerful persona and how how the how I generally tend to work it is you want to fuse and and then you can also you have cards that can teach them specific things you can create cards what you want to do is create a bunch of ability mules. Yes. Um, you want to have a... load them up, have a physical attack persona, have a um, a tank persona. So, like, for one of the fights where you have to go solo, I had a persona with no physical, like, no uh, four different elements, and, like, a evasion boost... not an evasion boost, like, an attack boost... That I had just from cobbling together all these things, so you can build these really powerful personas. So I was basically invincible.
0: You are also very—you're clearly better at it than I was. But this is also my first persona, right? Because I didn't even think about like one persona is only debuff abilities, one persona is only buff abilities, one persona is only these classes
1: of abilities. Like, I didn't even or think like that. or you think about you wanna you wanna make like so you can if you are smart with your fusion. And with the cards, you can build a persona with no elemental weaknesses and one of each elemental attack, or something Which is like that. normally how I tried to go was with more well-rounded, right? Um,
0: or at least based on what kind of stats they also had, because some were better with magic than others were. Um, but generally, yeah, that—that's my issue with this. Is there were there was a time where I had to go onto Google. And find out what kind of persona do I need for this kind of attack? Because I was on a boss where I needed a new attack of a certain element, and I was looking at all the fusions I could make and trying to fuse one that could get that attack. So it's like, what do I need to go grind?
1: There was a persona in that dungeon that has that attack that you could have captured. There's at least probably, one. but it's also about like leveling them up to get
0: a more powerful version of right. the attack. Right, so but, like but so that's, and this stuff that's was like obvious of- in Pokemon here it's a lot less obvious especially because some of them will like they'll cap out at a certain level of attack like they won't be able to get like this ultra super like right, you might get like mid tier fire ability and never get top tier and you need top tier kind of a thing right
1: right yeah so yeah, so there's there's limitations with, with what they'll actually get um, I imagine more
0: time spent playing these games you probably learn better but for me it's like I, I was sitting there like what do I do? Like which yeah. one do I get? And I just went to the United. Yeah, so
1: this is this is also this is a game when you actually get into the combat itself. Um it will it's actually once you get the idea of it, I, it the combat's relatively easy. But yeah, and it, there's a there's essentially a pattern to it where you figure out what your enemy's elemental weaknesses are. Um you buff your party or buff the party members who have the ability to do that and you debuff the enemy and then you hit them with all of the elements that they are weak to and then they die. Easier enemies, you just hit them with whatever they're weak to elementally and they die. With this
0: game in particular, what made this game I think easy is, I know they all have all-out attack. Did prior games have the chain where it's like you hit you hit an enemy with a weakness, and then you're able to take another move or pass it on to another ally. Yes, Did or, four, four had on. something... I'm not exactly.
1: It wasn't exactly like I that know thing. they have the all-out attack in
0: four. but I don't know if they have like where you can keep it. going. I and mean, you know,
1: I don't think they have the 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 handoff. Okay, because so you would get another turn. The, that character would get another turn, but you didn't have the like power-up handoff thing where you could you know go one two three four. Do the super power up and then end it with, you know, a powered up um, person. So, like, yeah, yeah, there were, there were, didn't have that ability. Cause
0: that's one of the things that I grew to rely on with the all out attack.
1: Yeah. So, what we're talking about in, in part of the combat system is when you hit an enemy with an elemental weakness, then you get another turn. And then you can pass your turn to another character in your party. And that gives and a that, damage boost. Th- that gives them a damage boost. So in theory, let's say, you know, Joker and Ryuji, you already have an enemy that's weak against lightning. So you have Joker use a lightning attack. He That's a weakness. And then you pass it off. To, so you get an extra turn. And then instead of having Joker go again, you pass it to Ryuji. Now Ryuji is damage boosted plus... Attacking with an Stop elemental tapping weakness. Tapping the table. Sorry, and Mike's gonna pick that up. Emphasis, emphasis, emphasis.
0: And that's what I—that is what I learned with the one tough boss fight. Is sometimes in order to do that damage boost, because normally if it's like, oh, every enemy is weak to the same thing, I'll just you know use that and then pass off the turn to someone else and do the, or just go right to the auto attack. And what that boss fight taught me was sometimes you might want to use just use it on one enemy, pass
1: it off to another guy where they can get the damage boost, and then, you know. The other thing is that the, um, there are primer and detonator attacks, essentially, where, so if you you hit an enemy with a lightning attack, there's a chance to electrify them. And then once they're electrified, you can hit them with a physical attack uh, which is sort of like your, is like your detonator essentially, which does will then do yeah. extra damage
0: or status ailments in general. If you hit right. them with a status ailment, there is going to be another element or type yeah. of attack that will do bonus damage.
1: Coming. So yeah, so like if you inflict a fear status, and then and use a psychic attack, that will do bonus damage. And things like that, so that and that'll also trigger the same thing. You know, I never made the logical connection between the two of those. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then that that causes the same thing. So if you can, so for example, in there's one particular boss fight that is very heavily reliant on using the correct elements. So you can amplify the effects with your off characters by attempting to inflict other statuses on them. Uh, before you you use your powerful. So if you can inflict fear on an enemy who's weak to to uh, psychic. psychic attacks, then, then you get then an even bigger boost. You get an even bigger damage boost. These are the pro stretches. I was are, ignorant of my first time. Right. So anyway, so that's that's basically persona combat in a nutshell. It's there's a lot of strategy involved. If you just go in attack attack attack, you're gonna lose. You're gonna die. Oh yeah. This you're This why is like this game
0: so hard? Because you don't use attack in this game.
1: Right, attack is like You barely
0: use it and only when it's like Oh, there's no reason to
1: What's funny is I felt like I was using it more at the end of the game Because there were so many Bosses and mini bosses That had no elemental weaknesses Yes So I was more likely to want to tank Just just heal, attack, heal, attack then Save the
0: SP for like debuffs Buffs and For, yeah, yeah You don't want to use attacks Because it'll just take up SP And I did the same thing yeah. I largely did the same thing. In fact, now that I think about it, I forget what my strategy was for the final boss. I might have actually dropped the difficulty for the final boss. For the final boss... Because some... I don't know. Some about it... I was like, I'm not going to do what I... I think part of it was because I was at the end of the game and it's like, I need to grind or do something a little bit more for this and I don't feel like it, so just drop the difficulty. Because, I mean... I forget how far I got, but it was like I was doing not enough damage... By the end, I think I was get actually kind of tired of the game because it I can kept
1: on going. It was funny. So, um, so the, you are know, the Phantom Thieves and the whole idea is, you know, there's this take your heart is like the yeah. thing. But then the loading screens in the game say take your time, which I originally just meant to be like, it's the developers encouraging you to not feel the need to binge the game to take your time, like I did, like I beat it over the course of a year. Not even a year, six months. Oh, uh, yeah, since about six months. months. Well, when
0: did you start? You, just, you didn't start in March. What did you? When did you start?
1: I don't know. I started after in, in May or June, probably. Oh, okay. I mean, somewhere around there—April, May, June. So I took—I took—I took my time. But when I was looking at it again after, you know, being through the game, I realized it was the same uses as take as take your heart. This game. The Phantom Thieves took my time. <laughs> it's it's kind of how I felt at points. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so, and that's kind of like, so honestly, I love this game. And this is this is pushing 2020 game of the year for me. Actually, only because you haven't played Yakuza like a dragon <laughs> only because I haven't played Yakuza like a dragon I'll have to binge that one so that I can talk about it for our 2020 games of the year podcast um, I It's There's definitely flaws. There's ways. I feel like it's not as good as, as the Persona 4 But I think overall I think it is an improvement in Persona 4 in the presentation in the in the way that it handles dungeons and in the the broader thematic elements uh, and the way it does that uh, and I, I really it's really a great game but my main criticism of it is and we talked about this last time on the podcast briefly is there are things that it could have done two times or three times or maybe five times and it does them ten times yes and We'll and get into it done. That it, when
0: we talk about spoilers. Yeah. we'll, we'll
1: get into that done. We talk about spoilers. But and if the game had just done them five times, it would have been great. But it does them ten times, and that makes it feel like it. It's just a little bit bloated. Uh, more than a little bit bloated that this yeah. was a well, this was a, a honestly, 50 60 hour game that got stretched into a 100 hour game
0: i mean when you get right down to it the confidants and their side quests are the same way because every other level was just a boost in experience for fusions right if you chopped those out and made it just the actual benefits and included the experience increase as well you could probably have much better told side quests because they wouldn't be so dragged out. Um, and you'd also have more time to do all the different confidence, but that's going to be something else. But generally, my feelings I mean, this is my first Persona game. Technically not my first of the Shin Megami Tensei series, which is this technically a part of. Right. Um, but it is definitely the first one that I beat. And my overall impression is that it was a surprisingly good story i actually wasn't expecting the main narrative to be as good as it was i really liked it i would love to new game plus this again just to get that story again um to get to try and piece my thoughts together a bit better
1: and to see to see and, some of the, the the hints it drops along the way that you might not yes caught.
0: and while there are moments where the where the game's design got kind of frustrating. Like, one boss in particular just kind of being like this sudden, like, after his dungeon being so easy, one go, like, didn't have to do, just, you know, didn't have to even fight that much. When it, Like, I was able to do the mini bosses, do all this stuff. Like, it was just so, like, say like, I, I got this. Then all of a sudden you hit him, and it's like, holy crap. This guy's impossible, well, he wasn't impossible, obviously, but it's like, holy crap. Um, so a huge difficulty spike
1: and it, puts a, in, it put a timer on it. so yeah, I, I once I, I lost it because I was dumb with like five minutes left. It was like my second try, I think. I had five minutes left and I was actually almost done it and I was I'm, I just got reckless and died. Yeah. and then another time, I want to say I was like two moves away from winning and I ran out of time. Yeah. When I finally beat it, I had less than a minute left. So yeah, it was yeah. it was it was a pain.
0: But the only other criticism I have is, and it's it's not necessarily unique to this game. Tokyo Xanadu did something very similar, but was better executed, and also partially because some of that was added on content for the port. Hmm. So, but it does this thing where it's like, okay, this is the final dungeon. Fooled you, this is the final dungeon. Fooled you again, this is the final dungeon. And it's like, three final dungeons. Yay. And that's the thing, by the last one especially, and I don't know if you could grind when you got to the last one last one. Like, I don't know if you were able to just go grind, catch personas, fuse them. I don't know if you had that ability because of where you were in the narrative. So you're fighting these difficult bosses... You're not leveling up all that much like you want to be, and then you get to the final boss. And as I said, I just like knocked it down to easy and was like, "Whatever, man. This is a war of attrition." Because, yeah. as you said, no elemental weaknesses or it's certain counter or something. Like I'm, I'm remembering the final boss in my head. The and, like, final. So the to-
1: final boss is one of those like you know, grows an arm, you destroy an arm, grows a new arm, destroy that arm, grows two new arms, kind of thing. And each arm had a different status effect and a different elemental weakness. And then when it starts growing multiple arms, then each, like, multi- each arm would have like one arm is weak against ice. The other arm is reflects ice. And yeah, so you can stuff like the that, where a
0: single one, and then, but then, but then there's the, such a timer on the respawn of them too,
1: right? And that, and, but then the, your so your core thing is you, all you need to do is take down the body. So like, so for example, so all if you've leveled up your character relationships, the reflecting isn't a big deal because you can like I'm just gonna hit it with ice, and then my my character just eats ice that is casting the ice magic kind of thing mm. but anyway it was it was a pain um, the last boss fight was a pain um, in a lot of ways
0: yeah and unfortunately I didn't have all of my characters leveled up enough to take advantage of that because now that you mentioned it, it's like oh yeah that would actually be really useful um, and it's probably what they want you to do but you have to know it's like that's the kind of thing where it's like This is also a game from a mentality of you're not going to play it once, you're going to play it multiple times. The first time is the tutorial. And then you play the second time knowing what to do
1: and therefore create the optimal build. And that's nice. It's it's nice. It's a 100-hour game. It's nice if you got 200 hours for a single game. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like... Yeah, it's like... I'm. You might have a Hikikomori in your game. I'm not a Hikikomori. So, you know... (laughs) I'm not a neat, but the, 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 these, otherwise, like so those are my two complaints for the most part. The one, like, the one boss and then, because otherwise, I mean, it's a good game. Yeah. It's not my favorite of this year, but it definitely makes a case for itself. Um, no doubt. So we both clearly very much liked it, which means obviously you ought to like it, whoever you are listening to this podcast. Indeed. Uh, But yeah, I think now is time for Spoiler Talk, which is, man, how long are we going to go on this for? I don't know. Um, So yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled, then stop listening. Go do something else with your life. Um, Probably go get back to work.
1: Um, But uh, where do I even want to start? We'll start with with spoilers. spoilers? Okay. So where do you even start with spoilers? So, okay. One thing this game did really well, I thought was the way the the way it sort of connected everything in the end. Um, so the game, you know, essentially starts with you're hitting the table again. Sorry, with she with your the protagonist Joker. The Just call him Joker. Joker with Joker. Joker. Because it, like it makes him your name or like his real name is like whatever yeah, name he is. Yeah, but he's Joker. His brothers calls him Joker. Joker um the trickster is you know, falsely accused of assault. Um, And you don't even really know who, like, who this guy was because he was in the dark and he was somehow able to, like, um, what is it? There's no... In in the American judicial system, you have this idea that you you have the ability to face your accuser, but that must not exist, or he was able to get around that. Um,
0: Well, it's a combination of things, one of which being that, you know, he clearly had... Money in the pockets of the police.
1: right, and so sort of bringing that around to the fact that he ends up being sort of the the orchestrator of everything, not just yep. the person, but so what makes it. And then there's an irony in it, in that his action of ruining Joker's life essentially is becomes the catalyst for Joker taking him down eventually. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, I, I thought that was that was a a really really good way to to sort of connect that. The the other thing, I, I liked catchy as Akechi, okay. as the um, the the rival sort of actually villain, actually kind of pretty totally insane. And there's
0: also yeah, you have the juxtaposition where. Because of his criminal record, everyone looks at Joker and is like, oh, man, I heard he, like, don't look at him, man, he'll cut you. Like, right. everyone thinks he's got, like, like, he's this real Yakuza type. And he's actually a nice guy. Well, if you play him that way, at least. Right. But he's, he's definitely going to be nicer than Akechi regardless because Akechi has this perfect image that everyone loves him. And he just seems like this great, wonderful guy. The girls want to date him. The guys want to be him. And then in the end, he's just like, I'm a murderer.
1: Right, and he was the, um, but they they don't just let him be evil guy. No, they give he's got him, a reason. He's they give him a motivation and everything else, um, and, and to be that way. And eventually, they, they sort of at the end they give him redemption, um, which is, um, and, you know, I, I like my I like my village. He helps everyone before he dies. Right. Supposedly. Supposedly, I mean, I don't know what happens in the died. royal content. Uh, like, so I actually haven't finished the royal content, but my uh, my impression of it. Do you want to be spoiled on the royal content? Can we spoil Chris on something he hasn't played yet? Yeah, sure. Okay, so so in the post po- in the post game, end game, whatever, the so it revolves around three of the confidants: Maruki, uh, Akechi, and I forget her name, Gymnast Girl. Kasumi, 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 not Kasumi, Well that's not, I won't spoil everything. Uh, so basically, the it's weird. The so Is she
0: actually her sister or something? What?
1: So <laughs> so basically, the you've been having this conver- these conversations with the school psychologist all year, where you sort of without actually telling him, help him to better understand. The, the cognitive world of the metaverse.
0: Yeah, because he's technically studying it too or something. So
1: essentially, he's he was aware of the research. So what it turns out at the end is he wants to use that to create a utopia where everything that, that everyone wants is true. So on New Year's Day... Um, All of a sudden...
0: I feel like I've seen this movie before. Right.
1: Morgana is no longer a cat, Morgana is a person, and, um, you know, Makoto's father is still alive, and Haru's father is still alive, and lots of dead parents in this game, Um, and... Yeah. Why do I keep on losing her name? The hermit girl. Oh, Futaba. Futaba. Futaba's mother is still alive. And the only people who, and Akechi is also alive, and, and so you're actually in Utopia land. Right, okay. and so then Akechi and Joker and Kasumi kind of figure out something. They, they're the ones who just determine something's off. And so they go to confront um, Maruki in his palace. But it's not a palace. He's like, well, this isn't a palace. This is something different because you can't have a palace anymore. Um, that he's basically learned to use the metaverse him by himself without the help of of you know God's interfering with
0: you know whatever that thing was.
1: was with the world that he's he's learned to harness his power himself and use it to give everyone everything they ever wanted and create a perfect society but it's all fake and so then Joker has to convince them and I haven't finished it yet but my assumption is that Akechi is revived because of this um, and that that's and that is going to end with akechi again sacrificing himself to um, hmm. to end it all again
0: is it also possible that akechi's not actually real he's a manifestation
1: Well my, i was wondering like if, the, um, so everyone has basically everyone has something that happened because of them so Ryuji's back on the track team and he never injured himself so and all these other things and it says, oh, this must be, you know, what Ryuji wished for. And, oh, this must be what Makoto wished for. This must be what... And so what I'm thinking is Akechi being alive is what Joker wished for.
0: I can see that. That's where my prediction will go.
1: Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. But so, anyway, so that's that's Akechi. Akechi's going to get more than that. Um, but so, anyway, so general, general game, spoilers worth talking about. Hmm. Oh, we are talking about... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's her name again? Futaba? Futaba. Okay. <laughs> Futaba's, Futaba's Palace. And Futaba's... We wanted to talk and about that. And it being that. very interesting. Uh, when did we want to talk about it? I don't oh, know. We oh, were in the spoiler because, section. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't want okay, did to... I did say we talked more about some of the spoilers. Oh, I wanted to talk about the boss. That was a pain in the butt. Uh, but no, Futaba... Her palace is interesting in that it, um, like Persona 4, like as you said, like Persona 4, and what it also does in terms of story is, at that point you had an expectation, right? You were building a formula. A palace is going to be a big bad guy that you fight kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then all of a sudden it's, they, they decide, okay, let's play with this idea a bit. What if you're aware you have a palace? Or what if you're right. aware you got something going on in your head? So it actually does bring, like, an interesting twist and enough hours into the game that the formula could use a little bit of a change up. But then they kind of go back into it until, um, yeah, you do the heist with, say, which is where the plot really kicks into gear kind of a thing. Um, oh yeah, we didn't complain about the mice either. Oh, the mice part? Which is funny because I had so, I, I I knew was, someone had played the game and they were like, they hated that. I don't necessarily hate it, but it's an example of what you said. Something that they do well once, twice, thrice, they decide to do ten times. And it's like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. You're not creating enough variety in this gameplay mechanic, so stop. Um, that was one of those things. The, the Yeah, the mice was... Yeah, I
1: thought it was a cool idea the way the basic... But they never change the basic way the puzzle works. Yeah. Um, and it, so you just do the same puzzle, whatever, however many times it was, six times or something like that, that you are a mouse, and you're yeah. a person, and it just as a person you through. open a door, and then you turn back into a mouse, and you go through the door as a mouse so that you can get to a vent, that then you gets you to, to a previously unreachable area, then you turn back into a person and open a door, and you know.
0: Yeah. So hey. You end up having to do it too many times just because that's how video game logic works. And it's like, no, let's just do the idea once or, like, throw in new elements. Or just make it more interesting to wander the environment as a mouse. But regardless, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if we have a lot of spoiler talk to really do that. Yeah, that there's not, there's we so, talked there's a, a lot th- about the themes Without, the specific, uh, without the specific Yeah, specific. That, without
1: having to go into the... Which, which I think is a testament to the way the game... Does it that yeah. um, that you can do that? Um, we kind of talked about the, some of the annoyances with the final, the final boss. Let's action. talk
0: about then what you did with the the with Haru's dad. Because my you know, big Kimura issue fight, with this, yeah. yeah, my big issue with this boss is the whole game. I'd been relying on all-out attack, and sometimes I like when they take something you've been relying on and then take it away from you. Actually, playing a game called Chronos Before the Ashes, a soul's light, I'll call it, because it's mm-hmm. basically Dark Souls imitation, but not as brutal in a lot of ways, okay. um, but the final boss, if you try and use your healing item when the final boss is present, it you take damage instead. So, and at first I thought that meant I couldn't use healing items during that fight at all. But it just means when he decides to fly out of the arena, that's when you can use your healing items. means Between phases, you can heal, but you have to wait until you're between phases. But it's like one of those kind of things It's like, okay, I like this. It's an additional challenge, helps make the final boss the final boss, and also kind of ties in thematically in certain ways. Here is just another boss, and there's no thematic narrative reason, you shouldn't be able to use something like all-out attack, which you've been relying on the whole
1: battle.
0: Because so, it, the
1: only the reason you can't use it from like a, a... I don't know what you'd call it. Like it's a, Because
0: he, you can't even get to him. Right, you because... You can't even it, get to the boss. You can't
1: actually disable all of the enemies because there's always... He's the, in the back.
0: He's always in the back. But these bosses feel like their original stats, like most of the... Well, not all of them. But most of the enemies, which you gotta take down in two turns, they come down and they're damage sponges and they feel like they were designed with all out attack in mind. So what you you probably had a much better
1: No, it was it was it was hard. What I figured out was I wanted to how I won it was by inflicting secondary status effects in addition to the 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 like whatever the stun. Like the fear. Or, Or the or just having Um, so having like the party be like Joker, Haru, um, Yosuke, Ryuji, and that way I can hit them with lightning with a chance to shock, ice with a chance to freeze, and then hit them with the two psychic psychic attacks. And so what that could mean is how I've cleared one of the phases is everyone ran except for one guy Who was shocked. And so he couldn't run because he was shocked when it was his turn. See, I
0: tried doing stuff like that and never got it to work.
1: Oh. So that was that was that uh,
0: that's a good strategy that I was trying to get to work. Because it's like there's always the one guy that he
1: buffs the defense of, and it's like he's just a sliver
0: left and he runs away. And so
1: I think it's also it's not to my understanding, I didn't realize it was two- I didn't catch that it was two turns. I thought it was there was a damage threshold. No, it's basically
0: once you hit a certain number of turns.
1: Okay, so I thought I was and that's I got a little confused because I thought I was dealing with a damage threshold where maybe I could like hit them with if I didn't get them below half on the end of at the end of the turn that they wouldn't So I I didn't quite understand the mechanic at first. But yeah, what finally worked for me was was inflicting some of those other status effects like freeze and shock and using those to to do it. So I actually didn't use the 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 other trick, which would have been to inflict a primer so that I could then use a detonator to reduce mega damage. And the other issue is with that is that your status attacks can be a little bit unreliable.
0: Yeah. So that was a frustrating, for- and also, again, like even after you get through all of those waves, he drops down a unit that is just a ton of hit points, has no weaknesses, and on top of that, you need to be able to survive his Big Bang Burger attack, which, I found out, if your character is inflicted with Hungry, will restore health. The problem is, and part of it's because my affinity with my characters was too high. If anyone was afflicted with hunger before his attack went off, they automatically recovered because someone smacked them back into current
1: state or something like that. So... Just doing, like, guard, guard, guard wasn't enough? Oh, well, eventually, yeah. I mean, that that was
0: enough. And I okay. had the buffs and the debuffs and all that other stuff. So I, was, I, I, I had leveled up, because that's the thing. Like, as I said, at that point first time in the dungeon did the whole thing in one sitting so i had the entire time like the 20 some days they allot you to try and figure out okay let me level up my characters let me see if i can boost my persona strength let me get joker some new abilities and that is what helped me and i, and I tried multiple times like i i I'd grind for like five in game days six uh and then i go um and also i tried to boost confidence as well Mm-hmm. So and then I'd go and I'd give the boss another try. Um, I think I did it with like 5 to 10 days to spare. But it was one of those points where... And that's where I stopped around June. Like May or June. I stopped around there for a while. Because I hit that boss and it just completely took my motivation out of me. Um, and yeah. then it was smooth sailing again until the actual final boss. And the final dungeon in general. Because... It had like those Like every level was
1: like a mini boss of sorts And I was tired of it I didn't want to fight the regular enemies I didn't want to do this I, I didn't want to do that It just And a couple of those mini bosses had the ability to Maybe it was just the last one Had the ability to summon Like helpers Who could fully restore their health Yeah That was annoying so,
0: but, and that's the thing. Part of it's probably my fault because I was doing a lot more avoiding random encounters.
1: Um, I, I literally just cleared everyone always.
0: See, I probably should have started doing that by the end. But again, I was like trying to get into the final boss. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's, just, the, the, that's the shame. Because I knew, I knew a bald politician that looks like my former roommate. Um, <laughs> th- that was the funniest thing. Is he looks like my he looks like an anime version of my former roommate. It's that's great. funny. Um, But, like, I knew he wasn't going to be the final boss. I was like, there's going to be something else after this guy.
1: Well, so, yeah, I mean, I knew just from having previously played a Persona game that, like, it was going to be, okay, like, there's actually some kind of malevolent god that is orchestrating all of these events and wants to destroy everything.
0: And you have a few too many loose ends. Right. But that's the thing, again, like, to, to compared to Tokyo Xanadu, like, there were enough loose ends that I was like... Yeah, this doesn't feel like the final boss moment, so there's probably more after that. And what do you know, there's a bunch more after that. And then you beat the game. What made EX a problem was the fact that then they have like... Oh, but wait, we added more. But wait, so,
1: there's more.
0: Um, but the original ending, at least, was still handled better. Uh, in that regard. But for Persona 5 Raw, I mean, that... But that's the thing. Like, if I wasn't also... If I was taking more of my time, but again, like, and part of it's because it's the 100 hours. Because with Yakuza Like a Dragon, I was feeling that a little bit. Because I wanted to, you know, finish the game, but at the same time, I was like, Now I'll go do this side quest. Nah, I'll go get this, like, you know, side character story. You know, I'll go do this. Um, But the, the, that game I also beat at like 62-ish hours. So, yeah, we see, there's a big difference between 60 and 100. Yes, there's a whole 40-hour difference. You could beat a whole other game in that. Like, yeah, you exactly. You could beat two whole games in that time span. Like, I was
1: thinking, I'm like, like yeah, like 90-something hours. Like, like I could have beaten, like, I don't know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but So,
0: it, it, it is. But, you know, again, that said, it's like, just sitting here talking about it, too. It's like, you helped me, like, remember some of this stuff more specifically and I wish there was more I could talk about with the characters. And I wish I did have more specifics to talk about when it came to the thematic element. Because it's interesting how the game transforms thematically. Where it's like, in the beginning especially, I was like, oh man, they're really laying it on thick that it, adults are jerks. Yeah. Because like, like, even the, the, the guy that takes you in, right? He's basically like, you know, no, don't do any of this, don't do any of that, blah, blah, blah. He gives you an attic to sleep in. Yeah. Like he's got all that it's like and he's basically like no don't do anything that inconveniences me. Right. And that's and I think that's also interesting. Like I think Danganronpa as a whole did a better job and I just played that this year. Does a better job of tackling the education system specifically. But it shows that you're right. Like Japan has a very built into their culture to be Communal. Like, it's all about harmony. Like, the word wa is a big deal. Wa means harmony. I don't know if it's by chance. Wa is also an old name for Japan. Hmm. I don't know if that's coincidence. I don't know if that's, you know, indicative of what the word wa as harmony means. But it's like this big thing to the point that they see, t- they you go to a school and they don't have a janitorial staff because kids are take turns cleaning the school. Yeah. Like you learn to be part of society. You learn to be a contributing member of
1: society. And what's interesting is that in the end, the who's who's the final villain? Well not the final villain, but essentially in a way, your your final enemy is the final palace is society's palace. Yes. And what it and, and that the you know, it seems like the the distorted desire of society is to have no desire. In a way. In a way. And that's that, where that's it's to, like we're to, getting
0: into some really... Because it, it, it starts simple. It right. starts with this simple, like, isn't it contradictory... How we're taught to be for all these other people. But then like every adult is like, don't 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 inconvenience me. And it's like, how can you be so selfish? The politician is being selfish. He's ignoring the woman doesn't want to go, you know, have the, the, the dinky binky with him, you know? So <laughs> this is a PG-rated podcast, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but the 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 <laughs> 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 Anyways um so you have that kind of an aspect but it's like while you're while these characters are finding their individuality they also become a group because like, they're not it doesn't have the same individuality that like we look at the lone hero kind of a thing we celebrate the lone hero the rebel but in Japan it still becomes a group you have your family, your group. You like you're all outcasts. You don't fit with everyone. You like the Phantom Thieves are a group. Um, it's always something bigger than yourself, still. So, but yeah, you also then tap into the general malaise of what's going on, and that taps into where Japan's been, where you marriage rates are low. Mm-hmm. Um, m- men aren't getting married because their jobs don't pay as well. And women in Japan you know women still expect basically women expect to just be a stay-at-home mom once you're married not universally but it's still a common enough expectation that the lower amount that men are making than they used to is one of the reasons they're not getting married Um, you have just this general like just depression going on over there right now that this game sort of feeds into and it's part of where it's interesting where the social media again where people are fickle they'll they want to believe in someone but only so far kind of a thing right um they want to believe in something that keeps them from having to it's almost it's not quite escapism But it does get latched onto that whole figurehead thing. They want someone else to make life better for them. And the game kind of taps into that and looks at... And again, Danganronpa does something similar, where it's like, holy crap, the world outside stinks. You know, like, like, this is an incredibly depressing, you know, world. And yet, it ends with that optimistic... Let's go forward and make what we can. Like, instead of just accepting it, let's do what we can, even if we can't affect big, gargantuan change. So it's just this really interesting aspect that, and now that we were like, man, what can we talk about in the spoiler section? It's like, and and also, because some of it's, again, bits and pieces start to escape the brain and memory over time. You're helping me remember, and it's like...
1: Yeah, I thought it was really, I guess what... What was the interesting contrast was in some ways it was while their desires became distorted, it was the strong desire that created the success essentially of of the most of these main your main antagonists. Yes. That it was that all of these these are all successful, powerful people who succeeded because of their strong desire and that everybody else just sort of, with the lack of desire, just essentially that became their their prison where the, and it was almost, it's weird because I feel like it was, there was a, there's a sort of a tension there between this idea that your desire becomes a palace and your lack of desire becomes a prison, in a way. Um, yeah. But what but, but the? the <laughs> for the most part, you're 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 stealing the desires and destroying the palaces. Um, but and it just it leaves you with this interesting dog barky We don't have to cut that out. We don't have to cut it. out. Okay. You leave the dog. Yeah. They know mm-hmm. you've got a dog. Come on, man. yeah. So but it leaves you with this int- again. This this tension of of this and. I, Honestly, that's where maybe that's one of the best aspects of this game is the fact that it's not just it's not just fiction. It's not just a good story, or you know, doesn't it's not just there's great stories, there's good story beats. It's that there's actually some really interesting philosophy and ideas underlying. We didn't really get into the the psychology stuff, but a lot of that is I mean, really I'm interesting. not qualified to discuss. Right, that right. That, well, so. then, like how. Um, because it's all—it's all about cognition, and there's a lot of there's a lot in psychology where it's about how you—it's more like how you perceive the world affects your your well-being um, in a in a way that so that they they're sort of dipping into that with with the way that they obviously take it to new you know metaphysical things so that sometimes you know you don't need to change a thing to make to improve your own state you need to change the way you look at that thing yeah you need to change your cognition of the thing not the thing itself necessarily cuz you can't always change the thing itself so you change your cognition of it which also seems to be sort of what the post game stuff is getting into um, but there's just, there's just a lot of, like, I would love to talk about some of this stuff with people who don't play video games who are never going to play Persona. a 100-hour uh, JRPG with Relationship Simulator where, you know, <laughs> um, this is my, actually, this is my big question for the end of, of Persona is, as as an adult man playing this game, is it is it creepier to be having, you know, be an adult man role-playing a teenager having relationship with high school relationship with high school girls, or to be an adult man role-playing a teenager who's having relationships with his teacher or a drunk reporter or a doctor, adult who are all adults. So
0: here's where I drew the line. <laughs> As an adult, drunk reporter was probably best woman. <laughs> Maid teacher was disturbing to me on all levels all levels and I'm the one that watches eight eight million pounds of anime a day so it's like I'm the one that like if it if, the, if that don't appeal to me then you'd know something's wrong with it um but for the teenage character Makoto man come on because Makoto is going to grow up to be a very fine woman and as the father of Joker that is clearly what I am, you know. Like, <laughs> or at least that's the perspective that I'm putting it. It's like, if I am the father, then who do I want to pair my son with?
1: That kind of a
0: thing. Think about it. That if you way. if you
1: pick if you pick on, then um, you 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 are trying
0: to live vicariously through your son in ways that you really shouldn't be.
1: No, no, but there's there's a date you can go on. This is this was oh, like no. the most me me experience ever. I feel like. <laughs> I don't know why. This just felt like like my kind of experience. Let's get
0: this on record. Let's, get this Let's on put record. it on the. You internet. go on a date
1: where, <laughs> you go, all the restaurants are booked, and there's nowhere to eat, and then all of the, everything's like sold out everywhere because of a celebration or whatever, and eventually you find one vendor, one who has one cake, and so you just eat a cake, like the two of you just eat a whole cake. And I don't know why, but that's just like,
0: (laughs) that just seems perfect. That's supremely anime (laughs) as (laughs) well. That's also supremely, because my brother can speak more to this, but that's the thing. Over in, in, because it's true in South Korea as well as Japan. Unless you've got a girlfriend, men don't eat sweets. And even then, men might not be eating the sweet. They're just taking their girlfriend to eat sweets. Interesting. Interesting. Whereas over here, we're just like, yeah, man, give me that chocolate cake. (laughs) I will have five scoops of ice cream, please. Like,
1: An, you gotta watch that figure. I'm eating this cake. (laughs) I (laughs) thought
0: you were talking about me. It's like, you mean my
1: sphere? (laughs) (laughs) You know, spherical shape? Anyway, on on that note, I think. On that note.
0: Uh, yeah that's a that's a wrap that uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about it when we start talking about uh, the year review. yeah
1: game year review games of the year Uh, which
0: might be our first podcast of 2021 Um, we'll see when we record it but uh, thanks for everyone listening and I hope you have a good night and Merry Christmas I might post it on Christmas Day oh Merry
1: Christmas and Happy New Year yeah
0: so have a good one everyone